This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Vet Candy's podcast in Other News, a podcast to expand your idea of what is impacting the veterinary world, veterinarians, and all animal care professionals as humans. We are your co-hosts, Dr. Jen. And Dr. Jason Chatfield. If you are not yet a Vet Candy subscriber, why not? Please subscribe for free today at myvetcandy.com. You can also reach us at Jen at myvetcandy.com. Or Jason at myvetcandy.com. Okay, our topic today is COVID-19. Oh, and other news, we have another update. Is this an ever-changing situation? Is What's going on here? But in all honesty, it is ever-changing. It's affecting a lot of people. In today's episode, we're going to focus, because it's affecting lots of areas, on, on the business aspect of, of, of how this is affecting small businesses. That's right. So small businesses, because I know we've, we've seen so much happen in the last, just oh my God, just in the last week. Yeah, 48 um, so, hours. You can probably yeah. just say X amount of minutes and things. I are know. Right? It's really, really <laughs> interesting. But, but yes. a, lot of, a lot of things get overlooked. And, and if, we, if we haven't forgotten, if we can't remember, there's a lot of small business in the animal world, not just a veterinary clinic. Like you were mentioning, groomers, you know, pet mm-hmm. sales, all kinds of you know, industries that can be affected. And, and not a lot of them are giant businesses. So this can mm-hmm. really be affecting them. So, and um, we don't mean to say that your business is small. We mean to say you don't have a ton of employees, right? You're yeah. not Walmart and, you know, uh, you're not Disneyland. Did you hear Disney closed? Couldn't believe it. However, however, almost everybody that said, what, the California one closed? Well, everybody else is going to close because, you know, we all follow the mouse. So <laughs> whatever the mouse does, can't be wrong. <laughs> That's right. We do follow the mouse. But um, the, and the other thing is, you know, it's been a big impact on my life here at the farm because entertainment can be hard to come by. March Madness is canceled. I couldn't believe it. That was a very, we call that March sadness. It was very brutal. Yeah, it's very brutal. brutal. So uh, uh, anyhow. I'm not sure how that affects uh, veterinary business and small business, but I, hey, know. I love it. It's just part of it. That's right. We're digressing. Yeah. So as we tend to do here. Um, yeah. So, but there have been a lot of things that will impact business um, and commerce in general, right? So what do we have? Um, student loan, um, federal student loan interest is being deferred during this yes. time. Yes. I wish it's, they would defer all of it, right? Just yeah. Wipe out the interest. Move on. I don't want well, to pay interest. Yeah. It kind of depends on what side of the interest you're on, right? Because you're paying interest. I'm not. I want but, you to pay your interest. Yeah. Well, if you have any interest, I don't want to pay it. So there you go. <laughs> okay. But that's actually, but, that's, we, we kind of make fun, but that, you know, there's a lot of new veterinarians out there that have, yeah. and other professionals that have a lot of, a lot of student loans. So they're yeah. doing that for the rest of the year. I think. Yeah. And it's, and it's what the government, it's something the government can do. Um, and so, so they did do that, but there's a whole lot of other stuff being thrown around. What do you do? Is there paid sick leave? Is there not? We know that's always a big topic for, um, veterinary practices and all small businesses, because sometimes if you only have 10 employees, that really impacts your ability to do business. So today, uh, uh, news hound, we are incredibly lucky entering the candy verse with us today. We have a legal Eagle, a legal Eagle. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. All right. All right. They can be like one of the greatest species we deal with <laughs> or not. One of the worst. I'll say that. One of the worst. One of the worst. That's right. That's right. Luckily, luckily we have a great one um, joining us today. Uh, so uh, let's welcome in Omar Lopez. Omar, how are you? 
Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome to the Candyverse. Now, do we call you counselor? Do we call you Esquire? What do we call you? Yeah, what, 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 that's a great question. I mean, I got a lot of stuff to call you, but I'm pretty sure it's not fit for the, uh, the show here. So what, what, shall we, what shall we call you on the show? Uh, okay, so I, I prefer Omar. That's fine. Okay. I, do, I do think attorneys, uh, attorneys and lawyers wear several different hats. We're, we're lawyers when you're lawyering kind of in court. Uh, you act as an attorney when you when you torn agreements or sort of pass things along, and you Hold act on. as a counselor. Oh, I'm gonna interrupt. What? What? That's a word. A torn. Yes. I love it. I'm gonna use that today at least five times and make a bunch of bets for lunch that it's not. It better be a word. I'm gonna look it up because I'm gonna win me some lunch bets on that for sure. All right. I've <laughs> already. Okay. I've already. I've already learned something. Today. I'll carry on. Sorry. I, I personally feel that our most important function is to be a counselor, so I like being called counselor. But it means that okay. we counsel our clients in the public. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good way to put it. It is a good way to put it. I like it. See, see, Newshounds, we told you he was nice. We told you he wasn't nasty. Okay. So um depends so, on what side you're on. That's <laughs> true. That's yeah. true. Well, um, but but Omar um does specialize in employment law. We can say that, right? Specialize? You can now, yes. I can now. So um, specialize in employment law. And there's a whole lot of stuff going on with people talking about sick leave and um, the family medical leave stuff to take care of another person and all this like self-quarantine work remotely. That's really tricky if you're a veterinary technician or if you're a veterinarian. So we want to get the skinny about what's going on from an employee standpoint and a little bit from the employer standpoint. Um, so, you know, what's what's the biggest thing first right off the bat that you think people need to know about what's happening right now? Uh, well, I'd like to hear from you medical professionals about, because uh, this is more your area than mine, but they're talking about this concept of social dis distancing and mm -hmm. flattening the curve. So what is that? what's going on okay. there and then i'll tell did, you what i'm did, what i'm seeing in terms of the employment world did the lawyer okay. just lawyer us did he he, did he just totally lawyered like us like, but he, he took the ball and smacked it right back into our court what? he did can you believe After he asked the, the host a question no. come on yes. what was a question i couldn't get over it what is it was, a, it was an open-ended question it was it was <laughs> of course it was and he already knows the answer because he's a lawyer right yes, so um Anyhow, so he's asking about flattening the curve. Do you know what curve that is, Dr. Jason? Of course I do. I pay attention. I'm watching all kinds of stuff. I, I don't know the name of it, but it's a curve that goes way up and way down, as we saw in China. And we, yeah. we would like to flatten it by mitigating the, the, the transmission of this disease by, by a lot of different methods. You know, number one, buy some, buy some cleaning. But mainly social distancing, meaning stay away from your friends. That's Six, right. You know, don't go out That's and do right. stuff you shouldn't do. Just sort of help, help flatten the curve because you know it's going to progress. We just don't want it to progress so high in the curve so, so yep. much so quick so the trick yeah. the trick is in in attempting to flatten the epidemiological curve the epi curve is we don't want to overwhelm our health system because we have a maximum capacity at which we can treat uh, patients especially those with significant respiratory illness and so we want to flatten the curve which uh slows the progress, the rate of transmission, the incidence, the number of new cases over a period of time so that our system can handle it. So we just slow it down. So we just slow that it down. That was a way better answer than mine, but yeah, it was the mine, same. mine was pretty good. So that's so what then, we're trying to do, Omar. Okay. So then, so then I think, unfortunately, we live in a world of unintended consequences. You, 
We are attempting to mitigate the spread of disease. We're attempting mm -hmm. to not overwhelm the healthcare industry. And so now we have this, uh, I don't know that it's a mandate, but it's an unofficial, or, or it's an official recommendation, mm -hmm. an unofficial mandate to mm -hmm. stay at home, distance yourself from others when mm -hmm. you can work from home. And if not, just don't go out, uh, don't go to work and mm -hmm. um, keep kids out of school. A lot of school, a lot of schools mm -hmm. are closing. I don't know how it's going for you. A our ton school kids, of schools. Every yeah, single our, school is. I, I I can almost say uh, I know I know down here in, in the south. I mean, it was Friday morning. No, we're not going to close by Friday afternoon at three. We're closing starting now, and you got to deal with the stuff, which which again affects business, affects small business, affects a lot of veterinarians and animal professionals that have children, small children, you know, elementary school, and that you know I, I haven't. It affects me. I got three of them, right? And 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 they're all in school. I don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't figured it out. Uh, starting well, Monday, right? I haven't. But even got 24 hours. But even people like me, you know, I don't have any kids. But people that I work with have kids. Right. Yep. So, like, do they? Do, and people that work for me, do they? Do I have to give them leave to stay home right. and take care of their kids because schools right. are closed for this? Yeah. Yep. You oh, have to yeah. them into work. I mean, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, so this is, uh, like I said, uh, it's uh, it's sort of a new uh, and trying time for everyone. So mm -hmm. while we, we attempt to help each other by staying away from each other, slowing mm -hmm. the spread of the transmission of the disease, on the other hand, uh, we're also helping the healthcare industry uh, and really the hospitals and the, and the doctor's offices not become overwhelmed and not become a hotbed of the virus. But then now it's affecting everything else. Our kids have to stay out of school. A lot of people can't go into work. Uh, really, I think there's a difference between the effect on business and the effect on hourly workers. I'd like to kind of discuss that. Oh, what is? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell us about that. What you talking about, Omar? <laughs> so uh, and also um, so you have business, you have hourly workers and then one more unintended consequence as everyone is staying home and not doing anything. No one is traveling and really mm -hmm. traveling is very limited. So it's having yes. a. Um, sort of a domino effect on the travel related yes. industry yes. uh, that includes, you know, trains, planes, automobiles for hire, such as cruises, cars, taxi services. Yes. Cruises, Uber, uh, Uber, um, Uber may be able to weather the storm though. They have lots of, <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, you know, and, and then, and then sort of social gathering places such as malls, yeah. retail, really any mm -hmm. non food related business at this point Clubs. being affected. You yes. can find me in the clubs, club. You know, it really, really affects me. The nightclubs are all closed down. Does it? Supposed to yeah. It's crazy. I'm right. well past the clubbing age. Yeah. <laughs> I also have three kids. One never <laughs> goes past the clubbing age. Omar, you just got to go to different clubs. Mickey Mouse yeah, Club is as close listen, as I get. Are we sure that the airlines are being affected? It makes sense that they are, but I've got I've got a few friends that were traveling oh, Thursday and Friday and said the airports were nothing but packed. I think yeah, I... Think, go ahead, Jen. I'm sorry. I was going to say Delta. Delta Airlines canceled all flights to Italy for like the next two to four weeks, I think. Well, I mean, I think, um, for sure, I think you know, you know, uh, international travel, domestic travel. That's what I'm talking about. I, I have no idea. I would thought there would be empty and flights would be pretty empty. But they said airports were just like they've never seen it before packed. And I was very shocked. So, so there's varying reports, although I have on good authority that there are several airlines which are uh, either laying off or requesting oh. furlough from their employees. And this is a widespread uh, effect. So the airline industry is really sort of a backbone of the way we do business in the United States. For sure. yeah. And um, my understanding is, is the airline industry is being affected badly. 
I mean, uh, it only makes sense. I, I was surprised sure. to hear the airports were packed. I really was, but I thought I'd throw that out. There. And so, what does that mean, Omar? So, uh, if you get furloughed or laid off, do they have to hold your job? They do they owe you anything? Like, what does that do for me as an employee if I get laid off? Well, the airline industry is in a very special circumstance that I think many are not. So, I'm happy to I'm happy to to respond to that in this way. The by and large, uh, airline employees are union employees, uh -huh. which means that they have certain job protections that just most people do not. Right. And so if you are furloughed, is if there is this type of thing, this contingency, which, you mm -hmm. know, usually is planned for in a collective bargaining agreement. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah. Then then normally you have uh, some some measure of job protection yeah. and you also have some measure of pay or mm -hmm. or a package while you're mm -hmm. off. Uh, but that to me is the exception not the rule when it comes to yeah, you know who doesn't have everyone that? that's no. affected. No. Veterinary technicians. Veterinary clinic, right? <laughs> they don't have, right. They don't, they're, they're pretty stuck. Like, what are they supposed to do? Yeah, so so what does that mean for employees that were working at a practice and the it, not even laying them off, but what if the employee um, is directed to self-quarantine, like a spouse or somebody is, is positive or coronavirus. It's more, it's more that they were, were, you know, they looked at someone who was tested positive or something like that, and so they're they're and, out. Yeah, we're and obligated to make them stay home. And if we make them stay home, do we have we, to pay them? Are we what's, obligated to pay them? What's the what's the correct terminology, you medical professionals? Is this is it called contact tracing? Is that what happens? So, so that would be the FBI investigation, right? right? So if they are traced as a contact for someone who's now testing positive, then uh, typically what would be provided as a recommendation from the public health officer, because now we have public health emergency declaration, right? So the public health officer would recommend a quarantine for that person because they're not exhibiting symptoms, but they have potentially been exposed. So it's a, it's a, it'd be a home quarantine. It'd be a home quarantine. The home quarantine for the person that was exposed as well as the people that the person came into contact with? That would be with? isolation for the isolation. person that's positive. We isolate people who are sick or positive, and then we quarantine those who've been exposed until such time as we prove that they are ill. Okay. And right now, that's about 14 days. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yep. So um, so here's the thing. Uh, I, f I find there to be a drastic difference between someone who has actually contracted the, the illness, the mm -hmm. uh, COVID-19, and someone who has not. Because mm -hmm. to me, it, it makes a difference in terms of how the law is applied. In okay. other words, if you have a serious illness, you may be eligible for FMLA. If someone you... Uh, and FMLA for all of our news hounds who may not know? Is the Family Medical Leave Act, which is okay. a, it's a federal law. It has limited applicability, uh, but there are other things that could apply to someone who is disabled as a result of an illness. Whether or not it's work-related, it doesn't ah. really matter. Short-term okay. disability comes to yep. mind. Uh, whether that be state uh, mandated short-term mm -hmm. disability, sort of state insurance for disabilities, mm -hmm. or whether that be a private short-term disability policy that you purchase through your employer. And then, like I said, FMLA. So there's a big difference, I think, even even between, you know, those two types of, uh, you know, of, of leave that I was just talking about. So short-term disability is really just wage replacement. Yeah, okay. FMLA has nothing to do with money. It, it, only just, it just holds job, your job, right? right? That's it. Yeah, it's job protected leave, typically unpaid, depending on what the employer yeah. uh, provides to everyone, sort of on an equal basis. But by and large, in my experience, uh, Family Medical Leave Act is unpaid. But when you come back, you come back to a job. And so, 
So Same I could job. take, I could take if I was employed by a practice and my spouse was determined to be positive and I have to be quarantined, right? The public health officials are telling me quarantined. I can take FMLA for that 14 days. Probably not. And, the, oh. and the, yeah. And the reason why is the FMLA, like I said um, earlier, has limited applicability. And okay. so as of this moment, uh, it only applies to employers who have 50 or more employees working within a 75 mile radius and the employees okay. themselves also. And, and I'm sort of cutting out a lot of the, the hoops mm -hmm. that they have to jump through. But the employees themselves must have worked for an employer for at least a year, 12 months. Ah. Uh, and in the year that they are, you know, in the year that they are going to take the FMLA, they must have clocked at least 1,250 hours. So that does cut down on a, a lot, lot of, of part timers yeah. in terms of the clinics. Not a lot of not a lot of veterinary clinics are going to be um, mm -hmm. uh, required to apply right. the FMLA. They're just not going to have to give that kind of leave because they're not just yeah. not big enough. Right. They just don't have 50 employees. And so um, we're going to take a very quick break. Uh, because now we're going to get into the to the thick of it uh, when we come back about sick leave and what does that look like and who has to get it. So hang tight. We got to pay some bills here uh, at another news, and we'll see you on the other side. That candy makes your life easier with scientific news, clinical updates, and expert lifestyle tips. Sign up for free at MyFatCandy.com and start making your life sweeter. Oh, sure. It's all fun and games until someone ends up in a cone. That's right. We're animals. Deal with it. Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome back. Welcome back. So we've talked a little bit about um, Family Medical Leave Act with Counselor Omar Lopez. Um, and now we're going to kind of get into the nitty gritty of what I think is most likely, um, as, as Dr. Jason mentioned before, most people are not going to have symptoms from this right. coronavirus. Right. So, so I think maybe the best way is to, to uh, Omar, if we just give you sort of a, a, a for example, uh, kind of kind of the situation, kind of what's the employer and employee's obligations. Because okay. lawyers I, love hypotheticals. Yes, they do. It's hypothetical. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking for a friend, as I say. Um, That's right. <laughs> all right. So here's the situation. Let's say I'm in a practice and it, it's not a, it, it's a less than 50 person practice. I guess that's a cutoff. Um, and I have, a, I have a, a senior technician who's been there for, for a couple of years. She just went on vacation uh, to dun, 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 Europe. Okay. So she's on her way back. Right. I, I don't. She's going to be back on Monday. I, I would rather this person uh, not come to my clinic to work uh, and possibly infect everybody else. Um, so if I tell her, hey, or him, him or her, if I tell them, hey, I need you to stay home for the, for the you know, government recommended, the CDC recommended self uh, quarantine. Quarantine. Mm -hmm. um, uh, am I obligated then to pay those wages? What sort of benefits is she gonna or he gonna get? Um, you know, kind of what position is the employer putting themselves in by doing this? Because it's it's the right thing to do, but there's a lot of technicalities to always to the right thing yeah. to do, right? So I, I don't know if I put you on a the spot there, but that's I think that might be a very common situation where you have mm -hmm. have a person not exhibiting signs, not necessarily completely exposed, but he runs the risk, right? And we see how fast this disease has been spreading, so. So there you go. I, I spoke a little bit, gave you a little bit of time to think. So, so now you're a little bit less on the spot. But what do you what do you think about that scenario, in terms of employer responsibilities? 
Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, I don't know if you know this about lawyers, but you know, we kind of go in this into this profession to be on the spot. Perfect. That's, that's kind of the goal. <laughs> there you go. You go to court, you're on the spot. There you go. Um, but uh, I can t- I can tell you this without getting too specific into the hypothetical. Uh, the first thing I have to say, as most lawyers would, state and f- uh, state and the application of federal law varies widely from state to state. Sure. I'm licensed in New Jersey, New York. I'm not licensed mm-hmm. in Florida or California or wherever else everyone else may have a practice. So this can vary. But in, in general, I think the first thing that has to happen is you have to review the employment policies, the human resources policies that are out there for your clinic in order to determine what is, first of all, what's mandated by the policy. And then second of all, what is something that could comfortably be provided by my business without uh, essentially disrupting the ability to continue doing business? So if a clinic has, uh, let's say someone that doesn't qualify for the FMLA, they have 40 employees that are not going to be doing work for the next 14 uh, days. So money's not coming in, no revenue. And if they, you know, also were mandated to pay all of those hourly salaries out uh, or uh, sorry, hourly or salaries out mm-hmm. while not receiving any revenue, they would probably go under. And right. so, the, you know, the, the big question is, is what can be done in order to assist employees without causing an undue hardship on the employee uh, on the employer uh, or on the business? And so, so you're talking about a clinic that's closed. They're not doing business right now. And so. Well, That's, they um, don't have revenue coming in. I'm giving you the extreme, I guess. Yeah. Um, yep. And then and then dialing it back, you know, sort of yeah. the the, par- the 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 lens to look at this problem through uh-huh. and then dialing it back. If we have okay. one or two employees who yep. can't come in and we're just nervous because they just traveled. I think yeah. that's perfectly acceptable. Uh, there's a couple of things. Number one, does the employment handbook, do, do your policies permit you to provide this person some measure of some measure of paid leave? It doesn't have to be full-time pay. It could be partially. Right. If there is no policy, it may be time to implement a policy. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's no policy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Most places aren't going to have it. They, they will after this this situation. After this podcast. Yeah, and it may be time to implement a policy as long as that policy is applied evenly among everyone who works at the clinic. Then mm-hmm. it, it should be in good shape. You don't want someone saying later, "Hey, I was uh, singled out by this one policy that was passed only to." avoid having to pay me. So there's always a danger there. Um, I think working from home, if at all possible, is a, is something that ki- that could be done in order to get something done for a business and sure. also to help to pay the employee. But, it, you know, in some places, work from home is just not an option. And I think a lot, by and large, mm-hmm. a lot of hourly work is just not going to be something right. that it's is going to work from home. It's on the yeah. job. Sure. It's exactly. hard to hold the cat for me to examine if you're not in the same room as me and the cat. Right. Yes. Well, they could talk nicely to the cat. I mean, there's always an option there, but but yes. I do think this is probably a scenario that's going to happen a lot in the next little bit. I'm just okay. On the, so, on the oh, oh, well, just just let me finish the yeah. on on the employee side. The uh, options for an employee to look at before they sort of say, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be able to work for the next two weeks is look at what your employer provides. Is there an option to use your paid leave or, uh, you know, PTO time, sick time in order to kind of coordinate with your employer so that you don't lose out on pay over these next two weeks, which, again, employees also have responsibilities. They have mortgage. 
uh, right. rent payments. They got to pay the electric bill. And so they also don't want to go under. These are, like I said, we're living in a world of unintended consequences here. Yeah. So we all kind of have to help each other. In addition to that, if an employee is not going to be paid and they're essentially being laid off, which is happening quite a bit, like I said, yep. in the airline industry. Yeah. Um, you know, Apple, uh, I know that in the Apple, tourism industry. Yes, tourism, vacation industry, cruise mm -hmm. industry. There's a lot of layoffs happening now. Some companies can afford to pay uh, for that time off, and then some companies cannot. For instance, Apple uh, received news today that Apple has closed all of its stores outside right. of China for the next uh, two weeks. Right. And so they're doing that, again, to flatten the curve. But, yep. but they have taken the option of yes. paying their hourly employees throughout that time, which I find to be very nice. And also, um, it's going to be kind of rare. They're garnering a whole lot of public goodwill with doing that, right? I'm sure that's also an unintended. I'm going to pay the employees <laughs> to do nothing, and they're not going to that, let them. That's not correct. Use their PTO. I mean, that's correct. That's successful business right there. Holy crud! That's that's, that's incredible, funny. right? Now, but veterinarians, yeah. veterinarians can't do that. Most no, small businesses no, can't no, afford no. to do that. No, no. And I and I completely understand that. Um, now, the, if someone is truly being laid off, or if they're just not able to come into work. There's the option, like I said, of short-term disability if you're sick, and there's the option of unemployment insurance if you're not sick. So unemployment, oh. I think, uh, at this point is being taxed quite heavily in terms yeah. of the load of people which are claiming unemployment. Mm -hmm. But on the from the employee's perspective, I say, who cares? Go ahead and apply, and if they turn you down, worry about it later. So just mm -hmm. apply if you can't work in order to maintain at least some level of in income coming in. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, um, I don't know if you saw the news, but the House of Representatives recently passed a bill, Families First Coronavirus Response Act, which among recently, other things- Recently, counselor, recently, they passed it at 1 a.m. this morning. Yeah, recently. Very recently, look at you up on top. <laughs> oh. That's right. Technically it is recent. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, uh, among other things, the, the bill proposes to add $1 billion in grant aid to state unemployment agencies to help increase the, uh, the level of aid to families that have been disrupted by the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. um, it remains to be seen, I think, whether or not that bill will, will pass the Senate um, mm -hmm. since there, it announces sweeping changes to paid sick leave, sweeping yep. changes to the FMLA. Uh, and, and uh, I, I rather doubt that it's going to pass. Yeah, it's not. It's not a law. It's just through one one port portion. One chamber. Yeah, and yeah. And, and, and it's gonna it's gonna change. It's gonna yeah. change, which is why we shouldn't go into too much detail here. But right. people sure. can find that online. Just be aware um, that, that Congress, the government is looking. They know this is an issue. Yeah. They recognize it. They're working as fast as they can, which is yes. usually very fast. But this is pretty fast to sort of help mitigate some of these things. So so, and listen, you can find that bill language at Congress.gov. Yeah, because that's what I want to do. Go read the exact language of the bill. That sounds like fun. Maybe I'll do that tonight. <laughs> it's about 100. I think it's 128 pages. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I don't like you when they get over 200. They kept it under one, one 200. It's fantastic. This is good stuff. Man, that's the day right. just keeps getting better and better. It's a Gold shorter star. bill. <laughs> Gold star for the house, right? Um, so, so we talked a little bit about that. It seems to me from an employment, like if I was an employer, like my big pearl from your comments, counselor, is – Get an employment handbook if I don't already have one. And if I have one, know no. what's in it. I, I, I have to tell you, let me just alter that a little bit. So, yes, in the perfect world, an employment handbook would be something that would be helpful to have. In the meantime, you can pass uh, or sort of, you know, affect one-off policies. So a one-off paid sick leave policy as mm -hmm. opposed to waiting for 
an attorney to get back to you with a whole employment handbook, which typically the back and forth on that can take, uh, you know, 30 days or so. And yeah. by then, who knows where we will be. So, right. um, you know, I think consulting with uh, a qualified attorney or if you have another type of counselor that, can, that you can consult with regarding uh, specifically your state, uh, your requirements, and then the essentially what your business can afford um, mm-hmm. is something that would be very important in the next you know, week or so. Yeah, and I agree because we, we've, we've kind of hit on the big, broad issues today. Um, but, but this is by no means intended to be an, an in-depth replacement for, uh, talking with an attorney, um, uh, well-versed in your state laws, uh, as they apply to, um, employment and in the federal law. And, I couldn't have said I, that better myself. I did. <laughs> right. That was our legal caveat right there. This does yeah. not replace, this should not be considered legal advice and should not take the place of consultation with an attorney in your area. So, yeah, so, and, and it's going to change. It's gonna, next week we're going to have a change if that, if that bill passes, some version of that bill passes the Senate and is signed into law by the president. Um, then there, there, there's likely to be changes. Um, so, so that's it for our legal eagle update. And, uh, we can't, can't thank you enough, counselor, uh, Omar Lopez for joining us here in the Candyverse to talk about some of these sticky issues. Yeah, that's, that's uh, for sure. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Jen and Dr. Uh, Jason, for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, and if you are looking for more information, Newshounds, you can go to myvetcandy.com slash COVID, as in COVID-19. Um, we've got a landing page that's been set up there with lots of different informational resources for you. Um, and we'll put this podcast there as well as on Pet Life Radio. Uh, so uh, we'll talk with you all again. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a new topic by then. What do you think, Dr. Jason? No, we won't. It'll be going on. And listen, I make fun, but as it should be. Like this is a this is an unprecedented it's unprecedented. That's too big of a word for me. It's we've never seen this before, uh, and so it's very interesting. So, so, yeah. it, so we'll still be talking about it one way, one way or another. Either it'll be slowing down, gearing up, things will change, it'll slide, it'll pivot. Who knows? Something will happen. But we'll we'll be talking about it and keeping everybody up to date on the latest. Yes, absolutely. We'll be keeping everyone up to date. Um, and uh, we'll see you on the next on the next episode of Vet Candy in other news. Let's talk pets every week on demand, only on petliferadio.com.